Hello and welcome to Great Ridge Station. I'm your host, Sam Helgerson, and I'm pretty much a fixture around these parts. Thanks for stopping in on your way through. Season 4, Episode 4. Welcome back to the station and thanks for stopping in. For those of you who are running and trying to catch up, this is part 2 of a series on the challenge of growth. You know, I've always found this to be an interesting conundrum. Why is it that some people mature while others just seem to stagnate? They get old, but they don't change. They don't grow. You know, one of the kids that I went to high school with was one of those people that everyone looked up to. And at 16, he seemed to have it all together. He was athletic, he had a cadre of friends around him, and he was consistently kind to everyone, including the awkward, geeky kids like me. Well, while we were in high school, he got a job bagging groceries for a local retailer. A lot of years have gone by since then, and he basically has the same job today as he had back then. Now, don't hear what I'm not saying. I don't mean this harshly. He does honest, honorable work. He serves others well. He was one of those people, though, that I fully expected would shine after graduation. That didn't happen. You know, as I mentioned last time around, we like to think that growth is easy, but the truth is, growth is hard. Today, we're going to talk about one of the main reasons that growth and change are so difficult. Okay, so I won't make you wait. I'm going to put it out there right away. I think part of the reason that personal change and growth are so difficult is that They put our identity on the line. For most of us, this happens over and over again in life. We hit a personal inflection point, and we realize that if we want to move forward, something has to change. There are a lot of inflection points that we know about and recognize. High school graduation, the next steps in your education, the first job in your chosen career, marriage, family, job loss, new career, health crisis in the family, new career, new career, empty nesting, new career. The list goes on and on, and here's the thing. Every one of those changes comes with a decision. To quote The Clash, It sometimes comes down to, should I stay or should I go? Do I stay where I'm at or do I move on to a new opportunity? I'm not sure this would be such a difficult question, except that it keeps coming up over and over again, and every phase of our lives brings, well, new decision points and new opportunities. Have you ever thought about why those things are stressful? As my old friend Joe Sutherland used to point out, even good stress is still stress. Those decisions points don't have to be bad to impact us. That's because every significant change makes the same demand on us. Who are you, really? That question puts our identity on the line. In the way things have been to this point, I know who I am. I know what's expected of me. I know how to respond and how to succeed. See, that question for change and growth to really happen has to be answered with a lot of courage. You have to give up a part of your identity, the who you are that makes you, well, who you are, and that may not be who you need to become. See, those identity questions haunt me a bit. I remember when I first made my move into academia, I gave up a lot of the consulting work that I had done and my identity in the business world. All that And I got a funny hat and a big gown that I get to wear to commencement twice a year. See, now, in most circles, it changed my credibility. 
sometimes for the better, sometimes for the worse. Moving forward required me to give something up. Let me give you another example. Years ago, I had a job that I really enjoyed. It was exactly the kind of work that I loved to do. And we were doing some really innovative stuff. And I got to hang out with engineers, marketing people, technicians, the very people that I loved to work with. I had a great boss, and I had nothing to complain about. Now, I left that job not because it was bad, but exactly because it was good. I realized that I could have stayed for years and likely retired from there. But I knew that I had more to offer, and I didn't feel like I wanted to spend the bulk of my career just treading water. Now, I'm still proud of the work that I did there, but I started to see that the job was not demanding for me. I was too comfortable. I was, well, I was bored. So I moved on into the unknown. Now, at that point, I had identified myself pretty closely with my role, and leaving meant that I had to lose that part of my identity, that title of director, that web of friends and working relationships. Now, I have to be honest. I would say that was a difficult move. See, my next stop was the company where my department grew from 46 to 3 people in my first few months there, and I wound up unemployed and doing contract work again. Way less secure, way less consistency. And as I said, that bad opportunity wound up opening doors that eventually led me into academia, and that's very good. See, I think part of putting your identity on the line is the recognition that you can adapt to new situations. It seems like that fear holds a lot of people back. There are people in my hometown who have not changed their hair, their glasses, or their jobs in 30 years. Again, don't hear what I'm not saying. There's nothing wrong with that. In fact, there may be a really deep virtue of contentment in it. But I think that change, personal deep change, can be a very good thing if it's handled well. So let me give you a couple of questions to ask yourself and think about with regard to this whole situation. First, are you a domicilate or a peregrinate? <laughs> yeah, I had to do that. In other words, are you a nester or a wanderer? So you need to know this about yourself. The early church fathers knew about both of these groups. St. Basil put a lot of effort into corralling the wanderers and giving them a community to be a part of. Conversely, other ancient church leaders sometimes required those who wanted to stay put forced them to travel. St. Columba comes to mind in that regard. See, there's a wisdom in both of those approaches, and that wisdom applies to us all these centuries later. If we're prone to wander, we probably need to consider staying put. You might even need to force ourselves to stay put. Those who are comfortable in their current circumstances may need to push themselves out of their comfort zones. Obviously, this is not a fixed rule, but the question of should I stay or should I go requires a lot of thought, prayer, and patient consideration. That, of course, brings up the second thing to consider. Commitment versus rootlessness. We live in an age where we are not deeply rooted to a place. We don't have much of an idea what it means to have a consistent community around us. A lot of the work by Cardis in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada has consistently highlighted the importance of community, consistency, and belonging, of, well, neighborliness. 
Let's be blunt. Sometimes our desire to wander is nothing more than rootlessness. We're not sure where we belong, and we're not sure we want to risk belonging. We become unwilling to stay, unwilling to tough it out, and unwilling to show compassion in difficult situations. As I like to point out, community is always messy. People like the idea of living in an ideal community, but they find there's no such thing. As soon as real people show up, the ideal goes away. But even when it's imperfect, the commitment is important. It's a bit like the parent who was asked, uh, if you had to do it all over again, would you have kids? And the response, well, yeah, but not the same ones. Some people have learned to dodge maturity by staying on the run and never making a commitment to anything, to anyone, to any community. Some people have learned to dodge maturity by staying in one comfortable place and not facing the changes necessary to grow. All at the same time, they manage to be irresponsible and over-responsible in their current situation. I have to say, I wish the answers were easy, but I hope you notice in this discussion, in every case, your identity is on the line. It's a pretty significant question. Who am I now? Who am I going to be? How will this change impact me in the long run? Why do I want you to think about this? Well, if you want to lead well, you have to be willing to step up and step out. There's nothing wrong with getting out of high school and bagging groceries for your whole career. But I lament the opportunities missed when someone holds his or her identity so closely that they can't imagine themselves in a different or better situation. As you might expect, we'll have more to say about this topic next time around. So do me a favor, if you're enjoying Great Ridge Station, well, let's not make this the best kept secret on the interwebs. We're starting to get some traction and I'd be grateful for your help in building our community of leaders and learners. So if you have ideas or questions that you'd like me to address, steer them my way on Twitter, at LJ Helgerson, or hashtag GRSQuestions. And of course, I'll keep asking you to keep pointing your friends and colleagues in our direction. Thanks for joining us at Great Ridge Station. All content is developed by Dr. Sam Helgerson with appropriate citations of outside sources. Our sound engineer is Brick Martin. All background and bumper media is in the public domain and retrieved from archive.org. The opening music is from Guy Lombardo, Down by the River. The closing music is from Annunzio Montavani, Skyscraper Fantasy. I'm already looking forward to your next visit to Great Ridge Station. <laughs>